There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On this episode of Barbecue Tech, episode 10, season wrap-up, Chris and Rod will talk about how fun it was, or I should say, uh, Chris and I, <laughs> talk about myself in the third person, Chris and I are going to go over what it was like to do season one of Barbecue and Tech, and hopefully you guys all got through the Christmas time, because we're recording this just after Christmas. To, we also want to give a wrap-up on how our uh, prime rib battle went, which you'll hear in a second, it didn't go too well, um, but for a very, very COVID reason. How's it going, Chris? What's up, man? So it was funny because, uh, yeah, we, we didn't even mention it, but we were planning on doing a little bit of a, uh, prime rib battle. And, uh, Rod was going to dry age his in a dry age bag, right? Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was going to dry age mine, the traditional method, which for us, at least the cheesecloth method. And, uh, yeah, it just, this whole contest was doomed from the start, but. Before we get into all of that, that was fun. First off, um, for folks that want to support, continue to support the show or who want to become a supporter of the show, man, first off, we appreciate all the patrons, all the folks buying. I mean, we, I can't believe how fast we've been selling all our cutting boards and our ashtrays. It's, it's just been amazing. So we appreciate everyone that's purchased something from us. It's a lot of fun for us to make these things and even more fun to see people enjoying them. Started getting pictures of the ones that folks bought for uh, Christmas which was really cool to see. So that, that was awesome. If you want to uh, support the show by purchasing one of the items we make or we sell, by all means, go to barbecuetechandtech.com uh, forward slash store and see all the things that we have in there, shirts and other uh, cutting boards. If you want to uh, become a patron, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash barbecue and tech. There we have different tiers, uh, giving you different levels. Uh, we're going to start our Discord soon for... For the basic level, we'll start doing interviews, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, even though the first interview we did, we kind of left it open for everybody. Um, but uh, we want to do more of those. We have some uh, lined up coming up here in the future. And then uh, by all means, everything we every time we do an episode, um, if we have something that we purchase from Amazon, we drop links because we're affiliates. And uh, if you just click the link and and if you choose to purchase it and click our link, uh, we'll get a little commission off of that. And we appreciate that. So, and of course, most importantly, rate and review the show, tweet it out, retweet it, a hundred tweet it, grab your friend's phone, put the show on it, make them listen to it. And, and uh, let's all enjoy and build up this community. Yeah. To be clear, rate the show five stars. 
And yeah, if you keep, have any other opinion, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. We ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things we've been doing lately is always try, is trying to start your show with uh, three tips. This week's show was inspired by a tweet that I saw uh, by our good friend, April. And she had forwarded on a tweet where somebody was asking what to do with leftover brisket. And I, it just kind of hit me. It's like, you know what? A lot of people are probably starving for ideas of what to do with leftovers. So I figured at least I would talk about my three tips of what to do with leftover brisket. And these are my favorite things to do. What is this leftover brisket thing you've come by? Because I've never seen it in our household. <laughs> but hey, let's talk about it as if it really happens. Well, yeah. So you have a well, you have more mouths than I do in my house. So I've always got leftover uh, brisket, but. Tip number one is kind of obvious and kind of a throwaway, but man, I, I don't stop eating it. You know what I mean? So a lot of times I'll just reheat it. Now, how you reheat it is the question, right? So of course, the easy way is to toss it in the microwave for about 30 seconds or so, and then, you know, put it with whatever food you got. There's another method where uh, I have a buddy of mine who likes to put his in the toaster oven real quick and uh, heat it up that way. And then there's a third method, which I have not tried yet, but I think we're going to try uh, sooner than later. And that is to what they'll do. What people will do is they'll bag it into individual servings, um, vacuum seal it, and then they'll drop it in like boiling water or a sous vide machine. And that way they maintain the juices and the tenderness and everything without really messing up the meat. And then they'll use that method. So, A, you got these individual packages that you can use and quickly grab and serve. But B, you can, that's probably the best method to reheat it without destroying it, the quality of it. So I'm going to try that one here soon, sooner sooner than later, because uh, I do have the means to, to do that. So step one. you have a CV machine now. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> so step one, obviously reheating leftovers. Okay. Step, uh, tip number two, man, these are all like 1A, 1B, and 1C, even though it's three different tips. But definitely brisket and eggs. Holy moly, man. I love brisket and eggs for breakfast, whether I do like a toast and then lay the brisket across the across that bread and then uh, put the egg, you know, whether it be a fried egg or scrambled eggs with cheese on there, or I just do the eggs on the side and then you know, heat up the brisket and toss it, toss it right in there. Bam. Brisket and eggs is ridiculous. Uh, it's like steak and eggs, right? So yeah, yeah. Can't really, can't, it's hard to argue with steak and eggs. Let's just leave it at that. Right. So brisket and eggs, definitely a thing. And my third tip to do with leftover brisket is chili. I love making chili. And one of the things I love to do is take a smoked meat that you know, something that I smoked, whether it be brisket or even pulled pork or both, and crumble that up into the uh, chili while it's cooking, and get that aromatic smoke flavor throughout the chili, plus the the great taste of the brisket in, in, with the chili. And, and man, that, I, I'm telling you that that uh, that takes to, to me it takes the chili to another level because how else do you impart that smoky flavor into a chili, right? So being able to do that and just add, the, add that extra meatiness to the chili, great way to use um, at leftover uh, brisket. So those are my three tips right there. I'd, I'd probably say uh, two other things you can do 
to add on top of one. If you're a nacho fan, um, mm. some people throw bacon on nachos and stuff like that and the cheese, but the, why not use some brisket? Like it's a, it's a great uh, addition to if you're, if you want to step your nacho game up a little bit, especially if you've done like brisket and you, you haven't a lot of people over and you're, you're going to be watching football. So football and nachos go together very well or sports and nachos go to well. So I would definitely recommend uh, doing a little bit of nachos with it. That's a, another good way. But um, if you like soups and stuff like that, so if you're into um, pho, um, uh, a good meat. So if you put your, you know, your veggies that you have along with your noodles, your meat can be some brisket. So you can put brisket in as the meat to complement your foe. So two other really good things to do. Like I, I think those are, it's ways to take something at, at one notch a little bit higher. I, that's my opinion, but uh, you probably no, think you're crazy on the foe one. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a foe dude. Uh, so I think I've told the story many times how, uh, well, maybe not on this show, but uh, I was, when foe kind of hit our area, massively every every day people were going to lunch and like oh we got to go get this foe we're getting foe today foe foe that's all i kept hearing was about this foe and so finally a friend of mine was like yo you got to try this it's the greatest thing ever it's so great and i was like okay fine and i'm not one to try new things when i go to lunch because lunch is a finite window and if it's a miss the rest of your day is destroyed when you work it in the office so but i went I trusted him. And then when they brought it out and I just saw a, a thing of broth and some veggies, I was like, wait a minute. Not only is this just broth, but I got to put it together myself. I was highly annoyed. Now, <laughs> highly annoyed. And yes, the rest of my day was destroyed. So now, you know, was it, it was fine. You know, it, it, it did not taste bad, but it wasn't what it, what everybody was making it out to be this great experience of, mixing my own food. I can do that at home. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I mean, I, yeah, I can't argue with you on that one. I, I can see where you could get there, but um, my wife likes it. I, I can enjoy it. And again, it's just, it's always like trying to find something slightly different. Like I've seen people yeah. do, you know, those, uh, they're not egg rolls, but they're, they look, they kind of look like egg rolls. They're like almost like a, they look like an egg. Actually, I guess they are egg rolls because they're usually when you get them in a restaurant, they're sliced like an egg roll sliced on a diagonal. So you kind of mm-hmm. see the open parts of it. I've mm-hmm. seen people do those with brisket in them as well. Like just again, mm-hmm. another cool way to use the meat. But I think pho is very easy for anybody to, if you want to make it at home, you can build a good broth and make a good pho at home and, and add the meat to it. And like I say, nachos are super simple and, yeah, makes I, sense. and it totally steps your game up. So uh, cool. I think those are some really good tips for you to go with on that. Cool. So let's, uh, let's talk about season one, man. What an absolute blast. No, before before we before we jump into that, can we talk about my epic fail with this stupid Umi bag, or do we yeah. should we go back over season one because that really pissed me off? Yeah, let's do, okay. Let's talk about it because it's actually kind of funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, so as Chris said at the top of the show, the goal was, and we know. Let me be very clear for anybody who's a very specific. We know we're not dry aging our steaks. We know we're just drying out our steaks a little bit, trying to take a little bit, remove a little bit of the moisture of the steak to intensify the flavors. We know that dry aging is more of a chemical process. Da 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 da. Yeah, I get it. Um, stick with us for a second. He was, I was going to go the umi bag route to see. Let me put mine in the umi bag, and I will, which is considered a dry age bag. I'll go that process, and he was going to do the typical process we've always done and see you know how how it went both ways well 
Chris ordered, he actually, I was in route. So he's like, I'll order the Umi bag for you. So I was like, all right, great. He ordered it, got in, gave it to me. I didn't look at it until the day it was time to put it in the, uh, the Umi bag. And it was, you know, we picked up, I picked up my primer that morning and got home. Uh, was like, all right, I'm not going to trim it now because I know that I'll have to trim it after the, uh, after the drying process to get some of the additional like dried stuff off of it. So no need to trim it twice. I'm going to do it one time. Pull the bag out, which was a bag for a prime rib. It was not possible a prime rib could ever go in that bag. I mean, wasn't even close. So I thought, surely we ordered the wrong bag. And I'm looking at the thing, and it's checked on the bag for prime rib. I then scroll back through to the link because I sent Chris a link saying, I want to order this. And I scroll back through to say, did I send him a link to just steaks? Sure enough, did not send him a link to steaks, send him a link to the right bag to order. And yeah, just it was an for me an epic fail. Now I want to be clear. I'm I'm nothing disparaging on the product. It's probably a great product. And I I absolutely plan to circle back and use the product with steaks, but I'm re- I was really bothered that for a f- four bone prime rib, the bag was too small. I mean, it, I mean, when I say it wasn't close, I, I don't know how you would even a three bone. I could have probably got a two bone prime rib in there, and it would have been snug. I, I just it looked like it was never designed for a prime rib to go in, which was super annoying because I was really excited to get it into the bag and tell you guys about it. And the bags aren't cheap. You're buying three bags and they're ten bucks a bag. So you're like it was like thirty thirty five bucks to get these bags in and couldn't even use them for the intended purpose. I know Rod won't get this reference because he's not a movie guy, but for the rest of my people listening to this episode, all I heard was, what is this, an Umi bag for ants? (laughs) Yeah, I totally don't get it. (laughs) That's okay. A lot of people listening to this are dying right now because that is funny. Uh, I'm glad that I'm glad they found something funny about it. So that was the first, the first fail, right? Okay. So, Forget it. We'll just do our prime ribs both traditional way and we'll see who comes up with the with the better cook. And then Oh boy. So on Sunday, my throat was a little scratchy. No big deal. But you know, all right, so you know, I've I've already known that I've already given up on the method that I wanted to use on the prime rib, and I'm going with the uh, cheesecloth. So I ordered more cheesecloth and I'm switching it, but like Monday, I mean, when I say I felt like Bad. I felt bad. And it's, you know, when you, like, I had to take my son to base, by basketball practice. I have a fever. I'm just like, this is awful. My wife's like, I want you to quarantine from the rest of the family and you need to go get a COVID test in the morning. Yeah, no problem. So I f- finally pick up my son from basketball practice and um, I just, I came back home and my other son had had eye surgery just before. So I, I'm like trying to sit with him to keep him company to an extent, but I'm like, he's like, I'm going to go up to bed. I was like, I'm doing the same. I went up to my room, done, got up the next morning. And I'm normally like a 5 a.m. riser. I got up at like 7.30 and I'm like, all right, I got to go get my COVID test because they open at eight. Let me tell you the longest COVID testing line in the world. And I'm still not feeling well. And I left the house and I didn't grab my water because I was like, oh, I'm just going to run and get the test. At max, it'll be an hour. Why would I need water? I didn't eat breakfast either. And I have a fever. I have no meds. And the line is not in the parking lot, about a quarter of a mile out of the parking lot. Mm. So I already knew this was going to be bad. Four hours later, I got my COVID test done. 
mind you, not a drink for four hours and I'm in a fever. So uh, I'm blessed where I get to drive a Tesla. So as I'm going through this line, because it's just like inch forward, inch forward, I just turned on the uh, speed control and would lay my head to the side. <laughs> like, and I'm dying. I'm just like, I'm thank God this car is going to stop and start every time I need to. And as soon as I would come to a point where it would bend and turn in a parking lot, I would turn it off, turn the corner, turn it back on. And I was just dying like, I just, I just want to get in back in my bed and lay down. Cause I, I mean, I just felt really bad. I just, I was running a high fever. My fever peaked at like one or three. Needless to say, to get you to the end of the story, I tested positive for COVID. So now on the 21st, I test positive. I'm isolated from my family for Christmas and locked in the room. No one else fortunately got COVID. My in-laws, no one else got COVID. We were blessed in that, that manner. So, but I got to isolate and I couldn't prepare my prime rib. So, Luckily, when you're in barbecue, it's always have a backup plan. And Chris became my backup plan because he was, he was lucky too, because he didn't get COVID, uh, that he, uh, he had two. And we had been around each other. Our families had been around each other. So we, you know, but, uh, you know, we, we were masked and, uh, you know, we're all vaccinated and most of us are boosted. Um, and so we, you know, thankfully it, it works as advertised and yeah. nobody else caught it except for him so yeah other than other than 24 hours of fever that was it and other than that i felt fine yeah so rod had to punch the the big red button and call in the call in the backup so he was like do you mind uh doing my prime rib for me so now i'm in the competition with myself <laughs> I was so mad i was really i mean i was really looking forward to preparing this piece of meat because it oh. i mean it was it it they, the marbling and the oh, oh your your, your your prime rib was beautiful. So we got us from the same location. We got it from the same butcher, and uh, we both had ordered four bones. So we got to talk about this aside for a minute. We both ordered a four bone uh, prime rib. Only one of us received one, but we're let's so keep going. When I got the so rod, got his, and he was like, "Oh my god, I just made a car payment on this piece of meat." <laughs> I was like. Wow. I, I mean, I knew prices had gone up, but they had gone up significantly. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't mind talking about how much I paid for this. I, I do want to put this in perspective because I think everybody else around the country who's probably doing this saw the same thing we saw. Yeah, for sure. So about the last time we like, we usually do it every Christmas. We didn't do it last year with COVID. We did it the year prior. So removing ourselves from the last COVID Christmas year prior. So about two, two years ago, when we did a prime rib, I bought a three bone in prime rib. I don't remember the exact pound, but it was probably slightly smaller than the one I had. And I paid about a hundred and I think it was $120 for it, 115, 120, somewhere Pro- around there. Probably, probably a 150 because the last, the, uh, I, the three bone that I got was, I'll say like, it was, 150. was like 110 and the four bone I got was like 130. So yeah, so somewhere in between 130 and 150, I would yeah. say. Let me tell you, this was 250 bucks. For four bone in primary, which was marginally larger. So I'm talking what I felt was for me, my mind was saying this is a price doubling in two years. Right. Let's just assume that it only went up about 65%, 70%. If you, right. you want to argue that, that is a pretty steep price jump. Like it was, it was definitely sticker shock. When I when I got the prime rib, and it's not like you can be like, no, take it back. You know what I mean? You're in line. You got like ten people behind you. Who's like, all right, just give it to me. Now when I got there. I, we went separately. When I got there, um, I told them, you know, I have an order in and they went in the back to get it. And what seemed to happen for me is that they didn't have any that were already cut into the formal. They didn't pre-cut it. 
And so, but they had one that was already in a three bone. So the guy was like, do you want this one? And he was like, and I, I took it as otherwise I got to go cut a whole one. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. So I ended up just getting the three bone. However, it was still eight pounds. You know what I mean? So it was still pretty sizey. Now, the other difference is Rod on his prime rib did not have them pre-remove the rib bones. I did. So like I we talked about on the episode, two episodes ago, I went ahead and had them cut the bones for me and then put it back together with the netting, whereas Rod did not do that. So this was, was going to be an interesting kind of head-to-head uh, 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 final product, if you will. Um, but I ended up again competing against myself. <laughs> yeah, and and we did get some photos came in over Twitter over the holidays. I think. Oh uh, yes, some very very good. I think Cappy sent us one. Yes, uh, which was a very nice looking prime rib that came in. So there were and like it was nice because a lot of the episodes like where people were coming like oh my gosh you know for Christmas getting a I think someone quad- commented on a thread with us that they got a, a grinder and they're like how do you guys grind so much meat? Like I, I suffer through five pounds and you guys are grinding, you know, 30 pounds of meat. So it, there was a lot of really good photos that we got. And it's really good when you get someone else to share your barbecue. Um, one, cause it validates some of the stuff you're doing, but it's also nice to see the great cooks that there are around the world doing barbecue. Yep. Very much so. Um, and so, yeah, so I ended up, uh, taking rods and, uh, trimming it down from trimming up. Cause we talked to one of the things we talked about when you dry age it, you'll get some dry spots on there that don't look very appetizing. And to me, if it doesn't look appetizing, there's no reason to even attempt to cook it. Right. So I trimmed up his, uh, prime rib with the bone on, went around the whole thing, uh, rubbed it down with some, uh, actually I didn't tell you, but instead of rubbing it down with olive oil or regular oil, I actually rubbed it down with tallow. Oh, beef tallowed it. I beef tallowed it. So I took some melted beef tallow uh, and rubbed the whole thing down. And then I seasoned with my own AP. And when we say AP, we mean all-purpose seasoning, which is uh, basically 50-50 salt pepper and then like a 30%, 30% of uh, onion powder, garlic powder. So I actually had made my own because I ran out of the uh, regular AP. And I seasoned the whole thing with that. And then I did this. I then took the netting off of mine. And seasoned the, and did the same thing, rubbed it down with beef, trimmed it, rubbed it down with beef tallow. Um, you know, cause, and one of the things I tried to trim off of both of them was the, there was a bit of a fat cap sitting on top. And I wanted to make sure I get a, a good crust on the outside and a good seasoning. So trimmed it down and then I put the netting back on, on it. And then I had both were ready for the smoker. Now I smoked with oak. Uh, now you haven't really started using oak yet, right, Rod? No, I was going to use it on this smoke. I had the oak so, ready to go. Big box of oak sitting there, still so sitting there. I used the oak wood, and then uh, I uh, and I smoked it on my stumps. Uh, and a couple couple of things. Um, what I one of the things I was not concerned with, but I just had never done on my stumps is I never actually took it up to max temp. And the max temp on my stumps XL baby is four fifty. That's the recommended max temp. And so I, once I looked at, I had to go back and look to see what the max was. And I said, you know what? 450 is good enough to, uh, to give, give me a good crusting on the outside. So that's what I'm going to do. So what I did was I smoked the uh, prime rib, uh, both of them. They 
even though Rod's was bigger, mine was right behind his. So when Rod, I used the meter. Meter did a fantastic job keeping uh, monitoring temperature. In fact, the meter came in super handy. And I'll explain that in a second during uh, this particular smoke. But uh, meter had the temperature set. You know, it had already the settings for prime rib. I adjusted it down. Um, so it had the prime rib at 135. I took it down to 125 because obviously its base did not include include crusting. And remember, we talked about um, we want to take it under the final because we know when we put it back in, it's, it's going to raise the temperature a little bit more. And so I ended up smoking them. They took about uh, three and a half hours, both of them. And then I rested them for about an hour. And in that rest period is when I took my phone out, crank up the temperature. And then uh, got it up to 450. And it got up to 450 pretty quickly. I was thoroughly impressed with my Flame Boss on that. Now, one thing to note was my Flame Boss was not connecting to my Wi-Fi uh, for some reason. I, I don't know what was going on with Wi-Fi. I, I had rebooted my router, you know, turned the Flame Boss on and off. It was up to date. I tried to remove it and re-add it to the Wi-Fi. Just was not getting on Wi-Fi. And I don't know if it was the Flame Boss or my Wi-Fi. But eventually, you know, throughout the smoke, it actually did connect in, which was good. But it didn't matter because the ambient temperature sensor on the meter, I was able to validate that everything was okay. Right. So that is a it's always good. The the two things we stress throughout this series is, you know, it's good to have a backup plan and it's good to be able to manage your smoker without any of the, the gadgets. Uh, because something can fail, right? <laughs> so you want to be able to use your smoker without the gadgets so that the gadgets do truly make the experience easier and better uh, for you. So anyway, so going back, so I took them off, put them in the, uh, the Caterade, let them rest, cranked up the temperature to 450 on the Flame Boss, got up the temp, and then uh, took them back out, put them both at the bottom shelf because uh, the way my smoker works, uh, the heat comes in from the bottom. So I put them on the bottom shelf and let that thing ride. And in probably about 15 minutes, went back and looked, had an excellent crusting on the outside. It looked really good, had really darkened up. Um, and just it just looked, both of them looked gorgeous at that point. So pulled them out, wrapped them up, sent Rod a message. like, tell your boy to come get this thing. It was and, ready. You know, it. Uh, I had... When so my son ran over, he picked it up, got it back home, and you know, it was like, All right, I'm ready to cut it. I was like, No, 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 if you guys aren't ready, you're not cutting it yet. So, about 30 minutes later, they're ready to cut it, and he's like, All right, how do I cut this? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we got a FaceTime so I can show you, who's never carved anything in your life, only ate it, um, how to do it. So, I actually, All right, we're gonna take the bone off. How do I take the bone off? And you know, I'm like, all right, take the knife and lay it against the bone. It's like between the bones. I'm like, I didn't say between the bone. I said against the bone. <laughs> so I'm like showing him how to remove the bone. Like I was like, you just want to take it from the top here, curve it down, and just let the knife work all the way down the bone, and the bone pops off. It's great. What do you want to do with the bone? 
save those for later. Cause I think the one of the best things to do with the bone, especially if you like the day later is you can, you can take the bones, separate them apart. If you don't eat them at that dinner and the next morning, put them in the toaster oven, as you were describing earlier with what to do with leftover brisket, let them toast a little bit of crispy bits on it and then go to town on one of those bones with a little bit of that meat on it. It's, it's a, it's some good eats right there for sure. But he were able to get the bone off just fine and then got them through carving it. And they carved it. I was like, look, you only need to carve about half of it. And eat whatever you guys eat and then you can carve the rest as on an EB basis. So they were, they did a really good job and it was nice to, they sent me photos of, as they were doing it, I, I saw someone on FaceTime, but I was like, send photos. I got to send it back to Chris so he can see uh, his masterpiece. Yeah. So I was glad to, to get the message that, you know, you always, even though I've done this numerous times, I've cooked food for other people numerous times. Uh, you still have a bit of a nervousness that they, enjoyed what they got. Yeah. You know? But you wasted $250 of somebody else's money. That's <laughs> what I was not looking forward to. I was like, yeah. I knew that you were going to hit temp. Like, believe me, I could have walked to my neighbor and asked him to cook it, but I'm going to go to somebody who I know the end result is going to be perfection. And it, it absolutely was. So well, I greatly I really appreciate that. I was, you know, you never can control these things. You can never, you know, you just do your best to do all the stuff you practice. But when I put that thermometer in the middle of that prime rib and it was exactly at 135. I just threw my hands up. was like, yeah, mess with me right now. <laughs> I was so excited. You know, mine was at 134 and then yours was exactly at 135. Absolutely nailed it. And I was just like, boom, because that's what I was going for, right? Your wife said she prefers it a little bit on the rarer side, but I wasn't sure about the kids. Uh, so I just shot for... And nice the, the middle, the middle was spot on. Like, so when you got to the middle, it was, it was a little bit more on the rare side, which yeah. is like, and I mind you, if you would have shot a little under, because many people I say, think she would have preferred me hit 130. Yeah. Many people say cook to 125 and let carry over, take it up to 135 or cook to 130 and whatever, whatever it might yeah. be. But the, the dead center was absolutely spot on perfect for her. And the the kids liked everything that was right around that part. So, like I say, it it was it was it was a great cook, and I I can't complain. I'm really really grateful. But while I was locked upstairs and pissed off that I wasn't able to cook it, I was like, I must find something. And I cannot tell you how many barbecue and cooking episodes. Like now, oh, I, this I, mean, guy I was, was like, sending me a link after link after link. I was like, God, I can't keep up, man. <laughs> I had nothing to do but watch YouTube mm-hmm. videos, and I. I so I found uh, I ordered some um spare ribs from 44 Farms and so I only told Chris that I ordered spare ribs. You ordered spare ribs or beef ribs? Beef ribs. Sorry, I said okay. spare. Uh sh- beef short ribs from 44 Farms. I only told Chris that I ordered them for 44 Farms. What I didn't tell him, which I was waiting to tell him on this show so all you guys can participate is we didn't get to have our cook off and damn it, we're going to have a cook off. So I ordered two beef spare ribs uh, uh, sorry a short ribs from 44 farms um so it's it's three bone rib it's the kind of plate rib that he likes the big meaty ribs got oh they had it i i think it's it i think it is we'll find out we'll see we'll we'll see but nonetheless i ordered those for us and i figured that you you'd have a set i'd have a set and we can we can do a cook-off with that with our our uh i've never cooked the beef ribs so this is just not even fair it's not even fair i'm I'm handicapping (laughs) myself so you better not lose 
dude, you're 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 a neophyte going against a giant right now. I do beef ribs all the time. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun because uh, it'll be it'll fun. Be something I get to learn to do. Mind you, I, I feel I'm an expert because I've watched at least 20 YouTube videos, so there's oh, no well, way to go wrong. Right, of course. <laughs> so, so I think and, we'll have some fun making some ribs together because uh, this this will just be. It, I'm joking when I say we're going to do a cook off. This is going to be a fun cook for us to get to do together since I missed the last one. And uh, and just so people understand, you know, we're we wanted to do this show in seasons because you know we wanted people to take what we the, the episodes, go back and try some stuff, and then. And then we come back again and do some, another set of episodes, and and we you know we didn't want to burn out the topic, right? So, but one thing you can rest assured is we will be posting content. We will be posting, uh, you know, short videos and audios and stuff into the feed. So don't worry about that. We're not disappearing. We've already got plans for the uh, for the first probably five episodes of the of the next season already. So you know we, we're doing this in seasons and. uh and uh, we wanted to wrap up this season on this episode, but rest assured, we, we got a whole bunch of content coming uh, to keep people engaged and uh, keep folks uh, getting better at smoking food. Yeah, because I think one of the things that we'd like to can do with the channel, what I don't want to become is, mind you, I, like when I say I was, I mean, I watched some really good cooking shows and some real fun, and they were doing crazy stuff. Like, I, I'm not going to go out and buy a $9,000 or $900 Oh my God, uh, Kobe beef, wow. like oh, oh, or a four thousand dollar, you know, Evo grill. Like I'm, we're not, we're not crazy, like crazy to that. But what I, I mean, because I want to make sure that anything we do is really accessible to everybody, and like I'm not, we're not spending crazy money. Like somebody might say two fifty is crazy, but it, believe me, if I knew it was two fifty, I would have had a two bone in front <laughs> rib. It just was like. Uh, I already had you cut it. Yeah, we know. we are backyard pit Barbecues. masters, and uh, we want our audience to be backyard pit masters as well. I want to make sure that we can take techniques that you learn. Like, I don't, I don't want to cook competition barbecue for my family because I don't. That's not that's not my family wants to see good barbecue, not just competition barbecue. But I want to take cues from competition barbecue so that I can up my presentation or up this or up that. Like, how do I improve my game? Like, if I want to inject my beef to get a little bit more flavor and they're using a better injector than what I'm using, then I want to take advantage of that. Or if they're, mm -hmm. you know, like when Chris showed how to get some of the fat from his skin to get that perfect bite through skin. To me, that's not about just about building being competition barbecue. It's about taking your home barbecue up that one additional notch to be a little better. And I, I think that's what we want to focus on. Sometimes I think we want to do videos that are going to complement what we do. But what I did notice after watching, let's say, a particular cooking video, after watching like five or six episodes, I'm like, oh my God, it's the same format every time. And if something's bad, I'm going to tell you that I that something I do is like, Ugh, don't do that one. It's awful. Um, and I I can't say that a single video I watch that I say anybody say that the barbecue wasn't good. It's always the funny head side nod, like, oh, that was so great. It's a perfect <laughs> bite. It's always the same. You already know who I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> the head back. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, come on, man. Yeah, everything is not fine. that good. Yeah, it's not everything is a hit, right? You know, I, I love, I don't have any problem telling people when I miss, even, even when we did the big barbecue at the beginning of the season, right? I, I truly felt that it was not my best, even though everything tasted good. I know I could have did better. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just us being honest. It's, it's, it's the, and I think the nice, it's like golf. It's like if you go out and if you play a good round of golf, 
or even if you play a horrible round of golf, you'll come back for that one shot that you just hit. It just went straight, landed, rolled two feet within the cup, putted, got your first eagle. And you're like, this is why I play golf. You may never do that again for the next five years. But, but you damn sure will chase it. Yeah, you're chasing that shot. And that's about barbecue. It's like you're going to make some – it's going to be one time you're going to do it, the exact same thing the next time, but you can't get it spot on like you did that one time. You're, you're always chasing after it, and that's the that's the fun thing about cooking. It's it's You can't always get it perfect. And it doesn't matter if you're you know Gordon Ramsay or whomever. It's, you're always chasing that perfect meal. And, yeah. And uh, so the other – the other thing I want to point out to people too, what they should expect coming up too, is we're definitely going to start doing some, uh, competitions between, uh, rubs. Uh, we've purchased our first two and, uh, we will three. be doing, uh, three. And I sent we'll you be, another photo. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. One. I, 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 yeah, I did respond to that one, but, uh, we will be putting some of these rubs head to head. Yeah. We're essentially, if it's a brisket rub, we're going to buy a, a point. We're going to cut it in half. We're going to season each half with a different, uh, brand and then we're just gonna give it a taste test and see which one we like so everybody puts out these rubs and says their rub is the best and uh you know we're gonna find out for you and then we'll point you in the right direction whether we think it's good or we think it's trash so that's that's another fun thing that we're gonna start doing here soon so uh stay tuned for that prime rib in the end came out really good and then uh as a recap the episode we did before this was our sous vide episode and shout out to our to my to our good friend Sean who who came in and just came and blessed us with so much knowledge uh, about a topic that I had no clue about, right? And uh, I ended up ordering the same uh, brand sous vide device that he had. I went the easy route and got the one that had the its own uh, container with it, and uh, the and the uh, what was it the Anos? Sure yeah, container, right? yeah. Yeah, and it was, and so, and the the tip that stuck with me the most from that episode was try veggies first, and I was like, "Wow, that's a great idea! I can get a feel for the machine, I can get a feel for doing the process, and that's what I'm gonna do." And so I had this gorgeous prime rib cooked. What I felt was perfect and nothing worse than having a great main and your sides are trash. So I decided to do something very simple. I wanted a starch and I wanted a vegetable. And for the starch, I did uh, some baby, uh, I think they're called uh, baby russet potatoes. I, I got to double check, but some baby potatoes. And then I got some uh, asparagus and I said, I'm cooking both of these in the sous vide machine that I had just gotten. Yeah, I think they were baby Yukon Gold, if I remember correctly. That's yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And so let's talk about this uh, machine real quick, right? This uh, sous vide uh, device. First off, not terribly expensive. I paid $150 for it. Yeah, which you get the machine and the container. With the it. machine and the container, $150. The app uh, available on iOS and Android, completely free. So let me talk about the app first. The Anos app not only does it allow you to remotely control the timer, but it also has tons and tons of recipes, whether they be from them themselves or user submitted. Um, and then you see comments on the recipes. Like I saw one comment that was like, was not a big fan <laughs> of this recipe, but the idea was there. 
And so what I did is I just kind of flipped some of the ideas um, uh, with the potatoes. So with these potatoes, I decided I, um, I took some of the, the 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 concept, which was to get a bag, stuff four tablespoons of butter. And what they did is they cut them into patties and then they stuck a cor- in each corner was the butter. Then I put the potatoes in and then on top, in the middle of the potatoes on the top, I put in some fresh garlic. I took a fresh piece of thyme and I took a fresh uh, sprig of rosemary and put it in there as well. And then I vacuum sealed the bag. Now, I already had a vacuum sealer. Um, I have the Food Saver brand and a piece of cake. Just put it in, put the, the, the edge of the bag in the vacuum sealer, hit the button. And not only is vacuums it, pulls all the air out, and then it seals the bag closed. And I posted pictures of that bag, perfectly done. And my wife was like, man, we could really just do that ahead of time and just throw them in there and make meals. And I was like, exactly. So I did two bags of the potatoes, like the same exact way. And then I took the asparagus and similar, I put some butter in there. But the asparagus, I actually put seasoning in the bag. I put a little bit of uh, salt and pepper in the bag with it. And I put some just thyme, no rosemary in there. And then I sealed that up. And then, so when the brisket was about an hour out, I turned on the, uh, actually, no, the, it's, the, uh, the recipe says that the potatoes take an hour and the asparagus takes 15 minutes. So my plan was I would cook the potatoes for 45 minutes, drop the asparagus in, and then take them both out at the same time. Boom, no problem. One downside was from what I looked up, it most of the comments said that the machine takes about 30 to 35 minutes to reach temp. But I think that's at a lower temp because the potatoes required to be at 190, the water to be at 190, and then uh, the asparagus was like 175. And so it actually took almost an hour to reach temp. Now, I didn't put boiling water in there. I didn't put, you know, I, I just put like nice, decent warm water. I wasn't sure which direction to go. Um, so next time I'd probably put as hot, hot water in, in there to, to kind of speed that process up. Nevertheless, a reached temp. I got a notification on my phone that it had reached temp. And I dropped everything in the bag. So I was a little bit behind schedule because of that, but no big deal. Took the potatoes out, cut the bag open, and then I just dumped the potatoes into a, you know, to the, into the dish and all the butter and the garlic and the rosemary and all of that just Mm. fell out. And the smell completely took over my kitchen and it just smelled delicious. So at that point, I grabbed my AP seasoning that I made and sprinkled it. I, I, at first off, I cut all the potatoes in half and then I sprinkled it, sprinkled the AP seasoning on top to my own desire. Right. So, you know, that way it could just taste. I had enough on there. I was like, this tastes good. And it was ready. And the cool thing about it was the, the, the flavor from the rosemary and the thyme and the garlic permeated the entire potato. Mm. Which I didn't expect. I just expected it to be a nice sauce and a, and a cook, but it actually permeated the potatoes. And I was thoroughly impressed with that. And it made the perfect starch to go along with the prime rib. So then I cut the bag open for the uh, asparagus, 
same thing. Nice, wonderful aromatics coming out of the bag and from the asparagus. And they were perfectly cooked because I, I love grilling asparagus. I, I do it all the time. The downside is, you know, sometimes you get some that are more charred than others. You get some that are more cooked through than others. In this particular case, they were all cooked perfectly. No, no, not a single one that I could tell so far that I've eaten was out of character for, from the rest of them, which is awesome because at that point I could take them and grill them if I wanted to or just serve them as is, but they were perfectly cooked. And then I took that. Put it in there again, sprinkle some AP on top and had two perfect sides to go along with the prime rib. So, man, I definitely we're definitely going to uh, explore this sous vide a bit more. Yeah, uh, I saw the next season. I saw making um, cheesecake with sous vide as well. And I'm like, hmm, you could do a cream, uh, a, like a, not cream cheese, cheesecake sous vide. So you have a dessert. You can do that well ahead because you have to chill that. So you can make a dessert that you're like, this is what I'm going to serve for dessert. Get those in like the, those like, um, like the canning jars that you, the jars put those in there, get the cream cheese in the bottom, put them in. And then you could sprinkle on the, uh, the graham cracker crust on the top of it when you're ready to serve. So nice dessert. You could do the veggies like you were doing, get your meat going on your smoker. It's, it's just a nice way to kind of balance out getting a, a full meal. So I have, yeah. yeah, lots of ideas to do. I, and we're we're absolutely going to probably take the umi bag and dry age a steak. I, I've seen people saying they've done thirty day and forty five day dry ages. I do you want to try one and get it out to like around thirty day and dry age? Let's do um, a let's let's do one first, right? Of Just course, a, a yeah, without dry, without trying to screw it up. Yeah, yeah, and then let's see if we notice a difference. Don't notice a difference, you know, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yep. But uh, I say all this to say the sous vide episode I really love because it gave me a new thing to try. B I was able to complement the barbecue very well with it, and that, and so I can definitely see this going along with what we're trying to do. The the other thing that I thought was great about the sous vide ex- episode, if you didn't circle back, Sean, the like after like a day or so after we did the recording, he sent us in the recipes, and they're all on, our on the site. So if you head to the site and you find the sous vide episode, you'll see the entire recipe of a, a multi course meal that Sean put together uh, using you know with wine pairings. Yeah, with wine pairings that he used for sous to sous vide and to complement, like so you can, you know, you can grill this if you want and then sous vide this element of this part of your your dish. So yeah. it just gives you some really good ideas of uh, things to do. So if you ever like, I, I don't get me wrong, I love barbecue and smoking, but every once in a while, I was going to talk to Chris and say, you want to like try to put together like get a couple couples, bring them together for like Valentine's Day, and we're going to do a multi course meal. Let's do sous vide, barbecue the whole nine yards. So we might have brisket or we have nachos to get people started or like a little this. And then maybe we'll do like a braisined uh, short rib uh, along with this or just stepping it all the way through like and maybe doing like a seven or eight course meal uh, for like uh, Valentine's Day, like just something out of the park crazy. So yeah, uh, lots of fun things I think that uh, we can do, but I like I like cooking in, in all, all shapes and imaginations. Yeah. I, I just love the element that this brings to what, what I've been doing. And, you know, I don't ever see myself oh. doing it a whole brisket in there. Um, it just, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily appeal to me. No, no. Um, but I could see myself doing like a pork chop in there and then finishing it on the smoker. I yeah. could see myself doing or stuff like that. Or probably finishing on your, uh, your, uh, griddle, your flat, your flat top then. Yeah. I could see, well, I could see, definitely see myself. Um, I have some, uh, beef tenderloins that I'm going to do on there. 
and then I'm going to finish them on the griddle. So that type of stuff. So yeah. So, but uh, I, I definitely want to do a combination of sous vide and smoke, and then um, not in the obvious. But I I want to the the main thing that I'm seeing myself now, especially after what I experienced for Christmas, is doing more sides on on inside of there. No. So a, a good tip that we did get when Chris put a, a picture of his, you know, doing sous vide and a friend said, Oh, this is what I do. And we'll, we'll actually, maybe we'll make that the thumbnail for this episode. So you guys can all see it. But what he did rather, rather than using the, the normal tin that they give you to sous vide in that you buy that comes in the package, he says, what I will sometimes do is use a cooler. And he took, he got a dedicated cooler that he just cut a hole in the top. So the sous vide machine will go in through the hole and clip onto the side. So it is able to keep a more constant temperature because obviously the insulation of a cooler. It's completely insulated and it's bigger. So he, he was able to do like, he did a brisket, an entire full packer inside of that thing. Yeah. And uh, it was just the way he designed it and, and set it up. It looked freaking awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll uh, take that picture and, and put it. Yeah, up we'll definitely drop that on because I think anybody who's like debating and doing about something between now and when we uh, jump back into the episodes, I'd that was like I saw it. I'm like, my god, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, so yeah, for sure, we'll definitely uh, share that with everybody. So yeah, so that you know that that sous vide episode really hit home for me. Um, the rib episode, one of our pals commented that ribs aren't supposed to be life changing. I beg to differ. Ribs can always be life changing, my friend. You know, we got Steve out there smoking his rig, learning how to get his ribs done. Uh, people send us comments about how they stepped their rib game up. And so we're definitely, uh, in the next season, we'll start getting some intermediate tips and some additional things we do on the wrap and, um, you know, and post stuff, you know, the chicken episode. I think uh, a lot of people are still searching and hunting to get that perfect chicken done. And so we'll keep experimenting and trying different techniques. Uh, one of the things I wanted to get to this season, but we'll probably have to do next season is, uh, is wings, you know, smoked wings. So we'll definitely uh, get in that. A lot of people uh, get into smoked wings. We never really got into pulled pork this season. So, and I got a, a new, one of our new uh, friends on, uh, have been messaging us and asking for tips around pulled pork and, and ribs and stuff. And we've been chatting back and forth and I've been helping him out with it, with that. So uh, props to him because his wife, one of the things we talk about is when you make something and your family members like, that's the best I ever had. That's a dub, right? We want you to step your game up at home because those are the big fans, right? And his wife gave him the, this is the best pulled pork I ever had. I'm like, you won. That's game over. You know what I mean? Now we chase to make that better. So I loved seeing that comment come in. Uh, with that and, uh, you know, more big production tips and, you know, more, more tips around doing big tailgates and big cookoffs, all that stuff. You know, we, we have a lot of stuff we want to talk about. We'll still, we have some, uh, some cool new items that we're working on building right now. We'll put those on the store and put those out there as well. And so, yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun in the, in the next season. And, uh, we'll, we appreciate all the folks that came through on this particular season um, to help us grow. I can't wait till we get our discord going because I want to see the cooks in there and the tips going back and forth. I tell you the other day I went into one of these big Facebook barbecue groups and I just like, I don't find the appeal in those. You know what I mean? I, I think some of the, it, it, some of the questions are like, what, what are you talking about? You know, that's not even a question. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't want to disparage anybody. But then sometimes the responses are even worse. It's like, 
you know, they're just so mean. And I, I don't want that. I want a, a nice community where everybody can feel comfortable asking you know, a question. And then, you know, it, it, even if you're, even if I tell you your question, come on, bud, you know, you know the basics. You know what I mean? So, but still, I want you to be comfortable to ask them and not, not get beat up on. And, you know, this, the age old, you know, I don't care what kind of smoker you got, pellet, reverse, you know, reverse flow, gravity like mine. I don't care. Egg, you know, Komodo type. Doesn't matter, man. We're all in this together. We're all trying to great, make great barbecue. So. We're gonna, Nothing we're gonna better get than hearing someone say, "This is the best meat I've ever put in my mouth." Right, always right. makes me chuckle. That's right. Uh, there's no, there's no other way to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, um, we did tell you guys how to support the show. Uh, head over to Amazon. You will probably at least have a link to the sous vide machine that Chris is using now. Oh, do you want to do a quick pick, uh, or do you want to use the sous vide machine? Your pick. I'm gonna actually do some more with the sous vide machine before I make it my pick, but definitely. The food saver vacuum sealer, man, it's definitely, I'm, I'm glad I, I had bought it originally and then I had done some stuff with it, but this buying the sous vide machine definitely brought it back out and it's so easy to, I just forgot how easy it was to use. So, uh, yeah, definitely grab you a food saver vacuum sealer. Um, you can get yourself a, a bags that are already in different shapes or you can get like the roll where you it allows you to create a bag whatever size you need because you can seal one end of it and then put the food in you know pull the air out and then seal the other side of it so really cool cool device we'll put the model number in the show notes if anybody's interested in getting one of those because uh definitely one of the things we'll talk about next season is putting like pulled pork in them and and dropping them in and just reheating the pulled pork like that so um, I think we're done, man. I think this is it for a solid uh, season one. And again, keep your eye out for you know short short audios and videos on our YouTube channel. You may not know we do have a YouTube channel where we put up some of the stuff that we do. So on uh, the recent video was us making the burgers. And, and uh, I will I'll put a link into the cheesecloth that I wind up ordering on Amazon because I thought that five piece cheesecloth set I normally get to go to the grocery store and get it and I always feel it's stringy and falls apart. But dude, I think when I saw your brisket, I mean your uh, your prime rib come over, I think we bought the exact same one because <laughs> it was, was, on was really I was thick. Like, this is really nice, and it, yeah, it definitely absorbed a lot of the, uh, yeah. the moisture out of there. So yeah, so all right, let's get out of here, man. We right, gone. Man. Peace. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.